Hello and welcome to, oh God, he's been an idiot. How to stay married so far. It's a bit of a different one this Tell week. Tell me, that say that again. No other, can I just say, no other, no, having had sort of foresight, I've, I've been privy to what the subject of this is a bit. Um, no other channel or podcast can go from bipolar diagnosis. Last week's podcast. To Love Island. Now, if you love Love Island, you love that you will love this chat. If you've never watched Love Island, it will still be absolutely fine because Mark hasn't watched it. Some years he does watch it with me, but this year, this I think year it was he one hasn't. One year where I got hooked. Yeah. Up. So this is we are using Love Island as a peg, a springboard, because it's been really interesting for me over the last couple of days because every uh, Love Island yesterday because Instagram is down but every Love Island I in the breaks I do a live where we chat where I chat with my followers about what's going on and the last few days has been utterly utterly brilliant yeah now why I love Love Island is nothing is as interesting as human condition and the way that people behave and what drives people to do the things that they do so right from day one i loved things like big brother and i i i, I just love it because my if i had a superpower my superpower would definitely be invisibility because i love to watch people You've and what heard. makes people tick what and what makes people do the things that they do and so let me just set up what's just a, a just you go on i just ask a quick question yeah. i i understand where you're coming from when you say all of that and i think when i get hooked into programs mm. at the moment just to confess <laughs> I, I am mark my name is mark and i'm a au addict hey um, you is an app that plays all sorts of reality shows from across the it world it is literally like injecting the most satisfying crack cocaine into your you eyes. literally just giggle all the way through you're I so joyful it. watching it, it's joyful it because it's the absolute antithesis of going off to see films and read books and write scripts and do all that kind well, of stuff. Well, we say it's our it's, it's we, wonderful. We it's say wonderful. it's our glass of wine at night yeah, without yeah, having absolutely. to have wine in you because what it does is it just takes you yeah. completely away yeah. from your world and your stress. And I know, having read a lot of comments from our lovely subscribers and followers and family guests and what have you, that a lot of people can't stand Love Island. But I just want to just say, I haven't got into this year's series and Nadia's going to explain to me what's been going on. I have heard... The loudest sounds coming from the lounge, though, like obviously something quite dramatic is happening. There's all sorts of drama and, and stuff going on. My only problem about... Yeah, just, to, just to pause you, because we're not just talking about Love Island. No, no. It's, it's a topic from Love Island. Yeah, no, the lads we're weekend. We're talking about Love Island. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that I think many of you, um, many of us, have had relationships with people that have a friend that is a bad influence, whether that's a boy or whether that's a girl. Either way, of course, it's not just lads' holiday, it can be girls' holiday. You know, that whole thing of going off and being able to do whatever you want because mm. you're out of the vicinity. So that's where we're going to get to with this conversation. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so just... But, no, the thing I was yeah. going to say was the only thing that moderates this idea that it's kind of interesting and intriguing and watching and being invisible and observing people is that there's always a kind of structure to it. So, for mm. example, whatever we talk about about what Love Island's kicked up, behaviourally, they're all competing for something. So how, how authentic a portrait is it of what people do in the real world, ever? Yeah, there's always going to be an element of that. But what's yeah. been really, really interesting for me, and this is why I love doing lives on my Instagram right. and really talking to people, is that what I'm hearing is, this is what it's like out there. Right. This is the dating okay. world. I think the whole thing about, 
you know, the swipe across has had an effect. Mm. People are dis- more dispensable. You know, mm. you can move on fairly quickly. This is what I'm told. Mm. Love to hear your comments below. And a lot of people have found it actually quite quite fascinating, but also quite upsetting because this kind of thing happens to them many times. Mm. Oh, my God. And when you think back, I mean, I can think back to when I was young and the boys would go off for a boys' weekend and you kind of accepted in your head that something was going to happen that you wouldn't want to happen. What, with your boyfriend? Yeah. I mean, So what group... is this a chat about? Right, OK. So... Love Island, if you've never watched it, everybody is in one villa together and they're matching up, they're finding love. So we're quite a few weeks into it and a lot of people have coupled up yeah, and, and have been episodes. fairly serious. Now, when people say, how can you be serious when you've only been together two weeks? How can you be serious yeah. when you've only been together three days? If you think about it, they are together 24-7. It's like a microwave. So this is a microwave. This is multiple, multiple dates. Yeah. They're in the most romantic of setting. This is really intensified. So I have huge sympathy for the islanders who can be criticised sometimes for having the depth of feelings that they have, for taking it as seriously they have. I think that's because people don't really understand... That's the love police. ...how intense the love police reality TV is. You are put into a microwave and everything is magnified a hundredfold. So... And let's add to the equation the fact that they all look beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So, So it's like, you know, like when you go on a holiday... And you have a holiday romance for a week and you come back and your heart's in agony for months after because mm. it was the most perfect person in the whole world and it was also perfect. Of course, if they ever got off the plane and visited you in Luton, you'd be very quickly saying, sorry, the I've genius. changed my mind. Mark! Why did you say that? Well, because holiday romance Why is such a joke. Why did you say that? You'll have to beat that out. That's at 6.03. You're going to have to beat that out. Did you say... Penis. No. Mark, you did. <laughs> no. You have to beat that all out. Right. They say it all the time on no, the they show. No, they don't. They talk they about do size, girth They do not say the length. word. No, because they get beat Right, out. stop. So, um, yeah. So, they're all in, they've all been in this villa and they've split off the villa. They put took the boys and put them in a villa called Casa Amor, the villa of love. It was quite funny watching them try to work out what Casa Amor is. To no, them to know what think, it, think it was a place in Norfolk. Okay. So there's one chap, Jake, who the day before had said to his girlfriend, had asked, asked her to be his girlfriend, the girl he was with, Liberty. We're getting to the subject that's off right. Love Island in a yeah. minute. And so he was now in a relationship. The most, the only boy that was in an official right. relationship. And they've made it official because of that weird <laughs> Made it official, this weird thing. I'm talking to, I'm da, 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 It's really weird. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so that's part. So just one second. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Um, so they go into Casa and more and it's a sweet shop. It's batshit crazy. The new women. There are all these new women that are coming in and they have to get into that villa. So if you think about it, you're on holiday, they've gone off, if you're making this out, if you're taking this out of Love Island, they've all gone on a lad's weekend, right? And most of them are very intense with the girls that they've been with at the villa and really, really like them. Fancy them like crazy, we've witnessed all of this. Mm. But within hours, they are very attracted to somebody else, are having conversations, some of them have even kissed. And Jake... The boy that has the official girlfriend is like a kid in the sweet shop, but he can't touch anything because he's done I'm an official boyfriend. 
Um, how much of that was because it's on telly, we will never know. Or what he wants but to basically, know. it becomes a bit... Um, Uncomfortable? He's quite Machiavellian. He's right. whispering in people's ears. Dangerous liaisons, mm. isn't it? Um, come on. What do we always say? No regrets, boys. No regrets. Come on. I'm seeing you happier than I've ever seen you before. Saying to this one particular chap who's been incredibly happy, the happiest he's ever been in his life with the girl in the other mm. villa. Anyway, there's been a lot of debate. So most of the boys were unfaithful and actually came back to the villa with a new bird on their arms. And most of them have regretted it and gone, oh, oh God, I did like you. It's just I forgot I liked you within eight hours of leaving mm. here. You were out of my sight you were out of my mind. And right, also, there was this chap encouraging. Go on, no regrets. I'm actually seeing, oh, this is more you. Oh, come on, go for it. Now, it's interesting because over the last couple of days in the lives, on the lives, every time I say to people, who do you, who, who enrages you the most? Nobody ever says the people that have been unfaithful. It's the friend. Oh, it's Jake. Right. The one that was in a stable relationship that was going, go on, go for it. Mm. And a lot of people was, have been saying as well on the lives, oh my God, you know, my boyfriend's got somebody, his best mate's just like that, always egging him on to do stuff, egging him on. So I just thought it would be a really good conversation for us to have around what is, you are a very smart chap. Very edu highly educated. Big highly out. educated. You know, because it's very easy to go. Oh my god, these are just brainless people, or is this is what other? No, 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 but you can be highly what? educated in a twat. Yeah. What happens to people's minds? And we are talking about lads' holidays. Maybe we'll talk another day about. God, I'm not. This isn't a sexist chat. It's just this is what is relevant at the moment. It's everywhere. It's about Love Island. What goes on on a lads' holiday? Have you ever been convinced, having been completely happy in your relationship, by the group, the peer pressure, that you've got to drink a certain amount, you know? Yes. If you don't pick up this bird, you're missing out, you're going to regret it all your life. Tell us what goes on in this secret world of the lad's holiday. Yes. That's the end of the <laughs> Um Well, I mean, the first thing to say is is that, as you, you've just kind of qualified that by saying it, it, I think it happens with women as much as yeah. it happens with men. Uh, there's the age-old adage, what happens abroad is it, what is it? I don't What's know. The phrase, what happens on location? What you don't see, don't harm you. No, 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 there's but, a phrase, but what happens on location stays, on, stays location. on location. But if I could just say one thing, because I forgot to say, none of the girls who also have a load of boys sure. coming to the villa have been unfaithful. Well, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I think we've discussed this somewhere else, you know, boys develop at a much slower rate than girls. Uh, young men develop at a, a much slower rate than, than young women. I, and, you know, I hate kind of doing that sort of gender, sort of cliche stereotype thing, but it's absolutely true. I think not all women, and, and that's not to say that a lot of women can't be in a relationship or a bit of a sort of short-term relationship when they're younger, and absolutely their eyes can turn and they mm. see someone but else. But we are kind of exclusively yeah. talking about men. Yeah. We'll, talk, so, we'll talk about so women in, in another of, one. In terms of, I, it sounds like what you're saying is... Has there been, have I been egged on? I think, I think in every group of men, there's those within the group who are more susceptible and vulnerable to being either because of drink or showing off or wanting to ingratiate, because sometimes it's about wanting to be popular in your group. Mm. 
I think there are, there's always within a, in a group one or two men who are more pliable and more malleable. And there are other men or boys or young, young men in that group for whom they can live vicariously through these boys or these men doing naughty things. They can test drive, and I think this is a crucial thing, they can test drive what could happen if they did it and how this guy manages it and the extent to which this person they've encouraged in the group to do something bad, how they, how they manage it, are they gonna lie? I mean, I always remember years ago when I did, you know, when I'd, I'd, I'd been naughty, if you like, but in a more profound way. I what do you mean when you say naughty? Well, it was with my ex. It wasn't like I'd gone on a, on a, on a holiday and done something awful, but I had gone on location and I'd done something awful. Um, and a friend of mine said, you should have just lied. You could have written it out. And I couldn't lie. I just couldn't lie to my partner because it, there was a lot. And you could argue I wanted to get out of the relationship, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, for me, I've been on, I can think of two instances where I went away and it was, it was a, a definitively male trip. Uh, once was my stag do. And once was my, because um, I've always I've always enjoyed female company, so I've really sort of thought, yeah, let's go out and let's do this. But I mean, I've hung out with lots of men, so for me, uh, you know, a lad's week away could sometimes have been when I was in my sort of more sort of roaming bachelor years, just a lad's week in London. You know, it was a week of hedonism, stupidity, <clears> intrigue. <throat> you know, and, and unfaithfulness and all the rest of it. Do you think Do you think often when boys go on a lads, like if it is a bit of a lads night, there is this unwritten rule... I mean, I, I, that this, gonna... I had lots of lads weekends and I didn't have to go abroad for those. Yeah, lads weekends. Is there is there kind of this unwritten, unvoiced conversation that everyone's going to get, kind of do what they want? There's, in different groups, it will be voiced... And talked about. So give me an example. And in other, well, you'll say, oh, let's go out on a large one tonight. Yeah, maybe let's go to this club. You never know. Oh, you, you, yeah, you might. And there'll be jokey joke. You might get lucky tonight. Blah, 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 blah. With the bird. And this is with people that have partners. And, Absolutely. Wow. But then there'll also, also be other groups where it's not it's not voiced or said because everyone knows everyone's. I can honestly say I've been out many, many times on groups, nights out with girls, weekends away. And nobody's ever said that. No, but you missed the more, more interesting yeah. contrast there. Well, that's what was really interesting to no, me. No, no, I suddenly no. thought, oh my God. Now, that's not to say somebody might have been no, unfaithful. Just group, something nobody would have ever said men, that. There's a second category. Mm. In a weird way, the ones who say, let's go out and da da da, they've been quite honest. Mm. But then there's a whole other category of where I've been out, and there's a sense of awareness amongst the men that there might be some, you know, stuff might happen tonight, but no one will voice it. No one mm. will say, I'm out to get this, or da-da-da. And that's when whoever's in the group senses a bit of vulnerability. And I think it's a pack thing. I think where they sense mm. a bit of vulnerability, they kind of, there's a relish in the thought that you might go down. It's a little bit like, going out with blokes, is a little bit like seven pilots. That's why they use the term wingman, isn't it? Seven pilots heading out in their spitfires. And everyone, you know, some of those men absolutely want to come back into base intact but they don't mind if a couple of the others go down so that they can get back into base intact and so there is a i would say some, there is often a desire and presume this is what this jake character is like there is a desire for others to crash and burn do you think have you ever please i'm going to keep saying through this we are generalizing but we can because we're on a podcast and we want to <laughs> 
So we don't need comments saying, oh, I think that's a bit of a generalisation. I'm not like that. Of course, we're not saying everyone's like that. But do you think, do you think sometimes, have you ever been in a situation where friends or in a lads group, you felt that they've actually wanted to bring down a relationship? Yeah, like jealous, yeah, just pure jealousy of a relationship. Yeah, not yeah, not just so that they can all be a part of it. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, weirdly... I what, jealous because they don't have it? Or jealous because they don't understand it? Jealous because they don't have it, even if they're in a relationship. They don't have that kind of relationship. Yeah. I mean, I remember... Or that they're going to lose you from the lads group. No. You've experienced all those different things. No, I think often... I mean, I've often, I have definitely experienced people who don't like the fact that I seem to have my house in order, even though, you know, I haven't... I'm drinking too much, or it's chaotic, all this shit's going on. But they sent. I mean, and, and when I say this, it's not like they sit there thinking, no. right? Uh, no. But on and and to be fair to some of the guys I've been with, I could well imagine if I was to say to them, "This is what is it?" In on, you know, looking back and said, "I think that's what you were up to." They'd be like, "Oh my god!" You know, was it? Was that what I was? I don't even think some men are aware they're doing it. But I. Th but I think. Let me just go back. Mm. So the other time was when I was in Las Vegas, and I was we went to a wedding, um, and. We had two or three nights in Las Vegas, and the group of men I was with, I don't wanna, I don't wanna compromise who they were, but the group of men I was with decided, quite surprisingly, given who they were, uh, that they wanted to go out and go to a strip club and do all the kind of When you say stuff. who they were, quite surprisingly, why? I don't why? want to compromise them. No, no, but what sort of type of person? I can't, I can't, if I, get, if I say what or how, it compromises them. Oh. Yeah, no, 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 because I don't, because a friend of mine might watch this, and I don't want them to think that I'm mm. talking about them. Um, but put, suffice it to say, they, my sense of them that they, was that they were a pretty well-behaved group of people. Right, okay, that's what I meant, yeah. Um, Not the type you would expect. No, no, absolutely. And in fact, when I went out, I thought, I'm the fucking lunatic here. I'm the one who likes to drink. And I'd actually gone out, we were trekking and all this kind of stuff. I'd gone out to sort of try and reduce my drinking, actually, because it was another... <laughs> to Las Vegas. Well, yeah, so we find ourselves in Las <laughs> Classic Vegas. Classic alcoholic, yeah, I'll go to Las Vegas yeah. to swallow my drinking. Yeah, and of course my drinking doesn't get sorted out in Las Vegas, it just only gets higher. But <laughs> this group of men said, right, we're all going to a strip club. And me and one other guy there, I've, you know, I, I don't know if I can proudly... I mean, I've never been to a strip club. I couldn't think of anything worse. The whole thing just doesn't appeal to me. And I think that the reason the whole thing doesn't appeal to me is, it's, you know, the subservience, it's the providing a service, it's the Probably men. Maybe because you've been brought up by a very maybe, feminist, maybe, lesbian maybe. mother. That doesn't, that doesn't mean to say I don't admire the bodies and da-da-da-da, and I'm not around, you know. But I just, I'm not drawn to that. Did you say of, not aroused? Yeah, I wouldn't be, you know, if you see a beautiful woman, I'm a, I'm a red-blooded man, I'm going to, well, wow, she's attractive, but I'm not going to go to a strip club to do that. Um, and so... And yet they tried their damnedest to get me to go. They were trying everything. Suddenly alcohol was everywhere. And this, this wasn't a group that drank a lot. They were desperate for me mm. to go with them. Now, they didn't know me well enough. Well, you're fun. You're fun. And yeah. I think when yeah. you're... I don't necessarily think that means that, the, it, that, it, no, that their no, motives no. were dark. It's just you don't want to break up the party kind no, of thing, do no. you? And I, and I suppose also if you're saying, oh, it's not really for me, it makes them... What's that reflecting back to them? Because yeah. is it really them? And what are they really doing? And but is also it really the, a bit the other lucky? desire, and I think, I mean, let's say with that group, but the other desire, I think the biggest desire in a lot of my friends, and I, I often have this problem, and this isn't, I'm not, I'm not make, making a judgment here, but I, I, I've experienced this. I've had a lot of male gay friends in my life, and they've often wanted to 
destroy my relationship more than mm. my friends. Part of that's been because there's been a bit of a crush and I've had very close friendships with, with you know, gay men, but I'm not gay. And there's been that sort of struggle in the friendship. And that's often led to me being sort of finding myself in situations where I've drunk too much or mm. I'm kind of not lured because I'm, I'm making my own choices, mm. but I'm in situations so in where big, I'm thinking, mm. hang on, this person really wants me to crash and burn for ulterior motives here and I don't like this. Um, and yet at the same time, I would say that a large number of men want it to happen to someone else in the group because there's a kind of survivor's thing of, Ooh. Do you know what I mean? And I was always the one in a group which would take things to the next level and go to the next level, apart from obviously strip clubs and stuff like that. So here's a bit of an awkward question. Does anything of what I've said is an answer to anything? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. A bit of an awkward question. And um, one of the girls that had been at Casa Amor, if you like one of the girls at the club, if Have you're you imagining... Have you got a dog bowl directly in shot in your... Yeah. Oh, that's hideous. No, you can't see it. My head's oh, in front oh, of good. it. My head's in front of a dog. <laughs> um, one of the girls from Casa Amor said last night to one of the girls from the villa, it's almost like the boys came away, had their fun, and then wanted to go back to their wives. And I thought, yes, because they completely forgot about them. They kept saying, I'll deal with it when I get mm. back. And then when they walked into the villa... And they saw the faces of these girls that they had relationships with. Mm. I'm using inverted commas here if you're just listening, because I know people go, well, that can't be a relationship. It's love island. It's only a mm. week. But I actually think it is. You see that they build on mm. something. And the shock of seeing these girls that they just parked to the back mm. of their minds, I found just fascinating. Do I... you think that there is an answer no, there's an argument, not an answer. Do you think there's an argument to just sometimes going, well, who knows what happened at that weekend? But they came back. Sometimes people are like this. They go off. It makes them realise what they've got and they come back and the relationship's better for it. And the reason I ask that is somebody that I know, a friend of mine, actually said that in passing a couple of years ago. She got a very, very happy marriage. Very happy, they're a, a powerhouse couple. And she said, well, you know, he goes away on the lad's holiday uh, and that ha whatever happens, happens there. Sorry, so sorry, we, we record this at home and our daughter just came back, so we had to pause. Forgive me if I repeat myself a bit, but basically, so I was talking about my friend that said, that just in very passing said, and you know, whatever happens on the lad's weekend will happen. I really wanted to ask her more about that. But what I picked up was, that's just a little acceptance thing she's got in her head and it works and they have a great marriage. Going back to what your friend said, why didn't you just lie? Maybe, maybe there is something in that, that people go away, they have a fling with somebody they just never want anything else with and they go back to their girlfriend and they feel the relationship's even better and what people don't know don't harm them. Do you think women do that? I think all people can do that. So but I do think, just with my experience through my life, and I've had wild weekends away, you know, I was a huge party, loads of drink, mm. everything. No, but I, I don't recognise that that you spoke about at all. What? 
they're, well, you know, just like that feeling of come on and we're all right. going to shag somebody else or we're right. all going to pick somebody else up. No, it'd be like, let's have a great time. Some people may have had a snog, some people may have, but it wasn't a group decision mm. with people, you know, with people that were in real, you I know, had people back think at it's home. A group decision not with men. I don't, I don't think men sit down and go. No, 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 well, I'm not saying group decision. What we were talking about earlier, that there's an energy. We're yes. going out, we're drinking, yeah. we could go well, to I a do, strip unfortunately, club. Unfortunately, I do think. You know, if I think back to when I was like the age of these guys in, in this show, I was at university and I was not thinking about the emotional consequences of any relationship there or you fling go. I was having. That's, and that, that's, and that's, that's, as a, that's as a well brought up insofar as, you know, I wasn't necessarily well brought up, but I was I was aware of the women's rights. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. politics, and the I have, female politics. And I chose for two years to just turn that... Off. Right, okay, that's what I find really interesting because that's what we've seen them do on mm. Love Island. We've seen them go, as they walked through into the villa, mm. they turned it off. They turned all memory off of those girls. Mm. They actually said a number of times, we'll deal with it when we get back. Well, how are you going to deal with it when you get back? This has all been filmed. I mean, and you're going to deal with it, just I deal mean, with it when you get all, back. It's all kind of flooding back to me. Now, I, I remember, and, and I, you know, I... I say this in an unforgivably apologetic way. Just no, be truthful, it yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. matter. But I remember, like, for example, at college, there being an instance where, you know, I was with someone. I hadn't been with them long, but I was with someone. I was, every now and then, heading off to see someone else. And then Freshers Week happened, and I was the... I was DJing and doing something, and then this girl came up to me, and she was incredibly on the dance. It was I was behind the desk. She was incredibly forward, and the reason I go to that is not because I'm proud of it, but I remember making a decision in my head when this incredibly attractive woman came up to me and started to zip down her like her sort of body thing. I mean, to this day, I think back and go, "Good God, what was she wearing?" And we just, we so ran we off. We see a very happy no, memory no, for no, it. We if you're just listening to this on podcast, you're not watching this on YouTube. <laughs> you should, I've never, I haven't seen Mark this happy for a very long time. <laughs> and I remember running off. We ran off to a room and, you know. Ran. And, you well, mean, yeah, you and ran. Then, and was her, was her. came back and finished. Was it still undone? No. <laughs> But we made sure it was done up afterwards. But no, and then I finished my set. <laughs> In a sense, no euphemism. But. I remember at the time, and it caused... So, hang on. You had a girlfriend. Had a girlfriend. You had other people else. that you were having a fling, and this was like a one-off. Yeah, so this happened, is, in this front of, it happened in front three. of everyone. Wow. And it happened so, in it was your casa and more moment. Yeah, and when she came out, and I did not stop for a minute to think about what was being seen by who. Wow. And I couldn't have been that pissed because I was DJing. And... I remember as I went off, this caused such carnage that night. It caused I'm not such, bloody surprised. such carnage that night. God, you've it, got your own love island. We should have started this chat end, with this one. It ended up with, I don't understand how this happened, but suffice it to say, by the end of the evening, so much upset had happened that two toilets had broken and were flooding the entire area. So okay. I'd had an intense heart-to-heart -heart with the girl I was in a sort of longish-term relationship with. So was she at this place when yes. you went off to the toilets with this other girl? I didn't get to the toilets. I went, oh, to, I, I went off to a, a dormitory room. Oh, I thought you'd broken the toilet. No, oh, no. Right. <laughs> no, no. The toilet got broken because of the intensity of a conversation sitting there and the, the, one of the girls just went batshit crazy. And just kicked up, kicked the... Yes. 
<laughs> so that happened. And I remember, if I go back to it, and it's all coming back to me, I remember thinking, I don't care what the mess I've caused is. I just don't care. Oh my God. I find that fascinating. And I'm not proud of that. Because the shag was worth it. Yes. Wow. So when they keep going, no regrets, boys, no regrets. It's like you could have the best shag of your life and you said no, just for somebody else's feelings. Come and on. And I'm trying to be fierce, fiercely honest. Oh no, I love it. But, I love it. Also, I think it's even really... now as I stop and talk about it, I get misty-eyed. No, I can literally see it. You've got <laughs> pink clouds floating around your head. <laughs> With a bodysuit. I mean, I remember the colour of it. Do you want to it tell was, us? It was a sort of, it was like that, a sort of dark, shiny equivalent of that green. Mm. It was odd. It was so, odd. so you run off to this dormitory, you have a shag, no. you come back. Yes. And where your girlfriend is. Yes. And then you weren't feeling any remorse. No. Now. When did you, when did you at any point yes, feel remorse? Yes, the next day I felt terrible, yeah. If she'd finished with you, how would you have felt? Would it have been worth it? She did. For good. Yeah, I mean, it, we'd been together about two or three months. But for me, at the time, and this is this might be what's kicking in for these boys, it was only a short-term thing anyway, in my head. This this wasn't... Yeah. I hadn't signed up for life. This wasn't... This was part of my journey. A, a terrible thought. She knew what I was like, because this had happened a couple of times before. Uh. You know, and... But I tell you what happens. You lose... It's a little bit like alcoholism. You lose a layer of self-respect... As a bloke, do you? And so, yeah, I Did think, but that? I don't think you know, not consciously at all. Mm. I think it, I think it happens, and in losing that little layer, it allows you to kind of not think about the consequences again. So I'd be intrigued to know is what these guys' backstories are, or is it morality? Well, you know, you've compromised morality somewhere because you know you've hurt someone, but you choose not to look to it. And I've noticed on the on the one episode where I saw mm. them all looking really like down. This is a difficult situation because in real life, they wouldn't see the girl again. But they've, exactly. come, they've come back in. Well, this is what she said. It's like, this is what one of the Kazara Moore girls said yesterday, you know. It's like they've all come back to their wives. Yeah. But that wouldn't... Uh, and I, and I, actually and watching the pain of those girls who were also caught up in the romance of the three days at Kazara Moore, i.e. they'd met somebody at a club. It's just, it's quite heartbreaking. It's quite it heartbreaking. heartbreaking. But at the same time, I would say... It's the safest way for those girls to go through this kind of experience first time, if it's their first time, in order to perhaps learn from it and know how to deal with men in the future. I would see it as this is a great learning curve. And perhaps, a well, real, perhaps just to add, perhaps a great learning curve for the boys, because if they have had to face... So I would argue this isn't just about boys having their end, coming back and wanting their cake and eat it. This is almost... A, this is where it becomes interesting as a social experiment. I'm defending Love Island here, Love Island here. In many ways, in the real world, those boys would not have to confront it. Would not the mess. have to confront it, yeah. And insofar as this forces them to, maybe there's something good to be said for the fact that they do feel guilty. They've kind of done what most. I mean, I'm sure some girls What's on the have done yeah. the same thing. What's utterly fascinating is they're kind of all fudging the truth a bit. They're not mm. really telling the full truth, but the girls are in the villa. Mm. The other girls are in the villa. So they're kind of like going over to this girl, telling her the kind of truth, and then they've got another girl, they're kind of saying mm. the truth. And then their absolute horror when they see the two girls meeting because I think and having a conversation. Means... It's like, hang on a minute, how are they going to take this? No, it's not how are they going to take this. 
What lies have you been telling? Oh my God, it's so interesting to watch. Mm. But I do it's think there's so a, when I look back, I think there's a gully between when I split up with my first girlfriend, so that was around the age of 18, that's as I went to college, and I made a decision I was going to have fun. Because I hadn't had any fun as a teenager. I mean, I literally hadn't had any fun. Because you've been in relationships. Well, because I've been in a relationship, but we've talked elsewhere on all our platforms. You know, I wasn't a party animal. I didn't have many friends. I was bullied a lot because my mum was gay. I felt very on the outside of things. And this was my opportunity to be at the centre of things. And I parked myself at the centre in a very chaotic fashion. And I think a lot of young men and young women perhaps rightly say, and you've often said it, if there's ever an age to experiment, mm. to meet people, mm. to do the... So I don't necessarily always think it's, you know, it, so this hate perhaps that this guy guy's getting. Well, maybe I, hate strong. Well, no, I no, think no, people feel very that's strongly why, that's why he's him. getting hate more than the guys who've done what they've done, because that's kind of not unusual it's for women or men, I think. We're watching a very artificial situation where they're all yeah. like to face each other again. But perhaps the guy who has encouraged them to do it, again, that's not unusual. I'd say in most groups. I mean, I'm intrigued by the idea that you said about someone you know who lets their... I mean, that's a curious one. It's almost like saying... It's, it's almost treating your partner a little bit like, like cattle. They need to go off and sow their oats a little bit in order to come back and sustain this relationship. Well, I, don't know. I think that's, that's very, like very... I think that's very, very, very harsh of you to say that. I think a lot of women... And again, we are talking about men and we're talking in this particular area. We'll talk about, you know, the wrongs that women might do in another podcast. A lot of women are managing, are managing the fact that actually their partner may love them, may want to, you know, their marriage may be the most precious thing, but they ain't ever going to give up that little bit of a lad thing. And I don't, I think it's unfair to the men and unfair to the women to call I in any way that cattle. I think... No, I no, genuinely no, I believe that. that men are wired in a different way. Mm. I think men are always under a certain amount of... Some men are under a, certain, a lot of stress trying to be faithful. Mm. I really do. And I think sometimes by turning a blind eye, if that works for you, it wouldn't work for me. I couldn't live like that. And, and, you've, and some people may weigh it all up and go, my God, I love this person. We have an amazing relationship. I am not going to throw it away yeah. for the fact that twice a year he goes away and might snog some girl in a bar in Spain. Well, that's like partners. Who let, I mean, I agree, and I think that marriage is about people, compromise. Yeah, for some, is. and I some it is for some. And what's and your is. level of compromise? Yeah, yeah, I guess you know? so. yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I've said this a number of times on Loose Women. Say, for instance, you got blind drunk, and after twenty years of working at this marriage. And you snogged some girl in in a in a pub or a club or whatever, that would fundamentally crack what we were, mm. what we are. There's no way about that. And that mm. could never be fixed, that crack. Mm. And that would change my opinion of you. Mm. But I wouldn't judge everything that I've known about you for the last 20 years and all mm. the fucking hard work we've put into this marriage and chuck the marriage away. I just wouldn't. Yeah. And people would say, <gasps> How can you say that? Because I'm now 56. Mm. And when you are in your 20s and it's all like, it's just madness. Why would you do that? Because well, because I know that if you did that, it wouldn't be through some 
evil, nasty, you know, from some evil, nasty place. It would be because you've been fucking stupid. Well, and also, I mean, you know, we haven't talked about it because I, I worry sometimes that we talk about it too much. But, I mean, we can't escape the fact that we, you know, I don't drink. Alcohol is a huge part of all of this. Yeah, it's you know, massive. And, and alcohol is a huge part. So the peer <laughs> pressure, or as I used to call it, beer pressure amongst men, what generally happens amongst men, and obviously we're kind of wrapping up in a minute, but what often happens between men isn't about going out and wanting to score or, or get off or, you know, whatever. It's more often than not, it's about going out and you're egging each other on. Not, not in a stupid way either. It's like, come on, let's get one more round. Oh, come mm. on, let's have another mm. one. Or, Life is stressful. People yeah, want to let yeah. their head People down. People letting their head down. Yeah. You're having a great time. You're all fucking brothers. You're suddenly going to, you know, you're all going to move in together in a bachelor pad because you've always wanted to. You're all going to go on holiday somewhere because you all love each probably other. Probably if you but, could all run around in the woods and build a camp, you'd probably be just as absolutely. happy. You know, just it's give, the grown-up running yeah, around us, in the woods building a camp without the girls. We'll build some Lego. Yeah, whatever it is, we'll make a fire. But that then spills over mm. at the end of the night. Let's go to a bar, da, 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 let's then, go to a club. And then, you know, none of your judgments are, are straight. None of your judgments are Families straight. are broken, totally. terrible pain. And that, terrible for me, pain. that for me is one of the other reasons that I stopped mm. drinking is because that carnage doesn't actually come from a dissatisfaction in your relationship. It comes from a dissatisfaction in yourself. It comes from, um, you know, just stupidity, risk we wouldn't. We definitely whatever. wouldn't still be together because if you'd still been drinking, you definitely would have had dalliances. And you might have had one and I would have gone, well, okay. But you'd have had two. One thing I'm so relieved about is like I'm sitting here saying, well, this happens between 18 and 21. This also happens when you're drinking too much. There are also men my age who are doing it. Who are doing it? I mean, I think, and I think, thank Christ, I'm not out in that world. Well, we would. I mean, I know it's really so hard for you not drinking, and it's and you do so brilliantly, and you've done it for 16 years. But always know that you would not have all of what you no, have no, if you were drinking. You wouldn't. No. You just wouldn't. We wouldn't be here sitting talking like this. No. We wouldn't have this home. We wouldn't have our kids. We wouldn't have the. We, we, we would be fractured, broken, mm, mm. because the drink would have fueled the insecurities mm. that you tried to fix with pulling birds or doing mm. whatever. So, I think it's a really important thing to to bring up the alcohol, mm. and uh, and also yeah. I just want to say Sorry, that for these youngsters, though I have a lot of fun chatting on Love Island, going, "Oh, isn't he awful?" They're kids. Yeah, and I think, and like when you were telling your story about university, I don't think, oh my God, how despicable. Yeah. You ran off and out. I just think, you were a kid yeah, and you're also, having the best time of your life. And I do, but I do find it when you're still doing that mm. in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you're a sad fuck. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, there you go. And what better note to finish on than that. That said, I am going to now head off to a club, do some DJing. What was her name? And look for somebody in zipped up catsuit. Zipped up catsuit. <laughs> but um, guys, if you're just listening to us on podcast, great. If you want to actually see us, you can head over to the Sawala Adelie's YouTube because we always upload this as a video as well. Um, sorry for the few stops and starts there because of doors going and everything. But hey, that's what happens when you film at home. Um, yeah. And I'll be watching again tonight. So if you want to join me uh, live on Instagram... Uh, it's just at Nadia Sawala. Mark is at Mark underscore Adderley. And if you don't want to join her on Love Island, 
Oh God! He's got all bloody. He's got his. He's got gone. He's taking a trip down bloody memory lane now. And if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so you can always be notified as to when we are putting up a film and twittering on about something.